friends, this is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I'm so glad to have you all here today. The purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place, and I know that if we all work together, we can and will create uh, a much better and happier world. Uh, with today's show, we should have somewhere right around 1.41 billion listeners in over 100 countries, and then, and then off-planet, we should have approximately 940 million souls listening off-planet. And for that, I want to thank all my good friends um, uh, in the Pleiadians, among the Pleiadians, especially Pleiadian Admiral Halosaurus and his wonderful crew, uh, as well as the Galactic Alliance and the many other positive uh, civilization, benevolent civilizations who are now keenly interested in how, how we're progressing. Um, the, um, the Earth is the most exciting place in the entire universe at this moment. Never before has a, has a planet like Earth accelerated and shifted and evolved from third to fourth to fifth in a matter of just a couple of years. Never been done before. So that we're, we're on the front lines here. And of all, also, um, of all the planets in the universe, guess which one is the hardest to affect any positive change? Earth right now. So um, we're all on the front lines. We're like the Marines on a, on a foreign distant beachhead. And um, there are enemies out there. There are negative dark forces who are trying to stop our path, but all of their efforts will fail, I guarantee it. Um, but we just have to keep uh, very, be very positive and know that a lot of good things are, are coming. Uh, my show is supported entirely by listener contributions. And if you'd like to donate to keep us going, uh, you can go to my BBS website at um, uh, HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash BBS Radio, that's boyboysamradio.com forward slash out of this world radio. And it's just $2.99 a month. Or you can go to my other website, my main website, outofthisworld1150.com um, and donate whatever you like there. We really, really appreciate it, my friends. The um, purpose of this show is to make this world a better place. And things um, are getting better, and I know they are, uh, even though if you listen to the mass media, you're about ready to commit suicide because it's all bad news. <laughs> it's all bad news. I'll never forget the uh, the time, it was back in 2014, when there was supposed to be a huge amount of radiation hitting the west coast of North America, including <coughs> Canada, Mexico, and, and the United States. And so I did water testing off the coast to see how much radiation there was, and I found out um, that uh, there was th that all the radiation had been cleaned up by the galactics and the beautiful people of, of the hollow earth, including Adama and their technologies. And when I told um, a local television station um, in Seattle about it, they were going to they were going to do a story on the radiation in the water until they found out that it was all gone. And they said, oh, Ted, that's that's good news. We can't have good news in Seattle. We have to have bad news like car accidents, you know, and horrible crimes, that's what sells. That's what people want to hear. And I, I argued with them and I said, don't you want to tell good news to people? And they said, no, 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 we don't want to tell any good news. <laughs> so anyway, I learned in a hurry that, that the mass media is not doesn't exactly dwell on good news. Um, but uh, there is good news coming. Um, they they tried to kill us back um, with Fukushima, but didn't uh, wasn't successful. Uh, we're still here. We got a lot of help cleaning up uh, radiation. There is uh, still some radiation at Fukushima, but um, the, our galactic friends and the beautiful people of the hollow earth and Adama are, are keeping that in check. And one of the things that Dr. Omoto, Masuro Omoto, a famous scientist from, uh, from Japan, realized, uh, discovered years ago, is that your thoughts do create your reality. 
So um, if you if you send positive thoughts of love and light to Fukushima, you can literally clean it up. And there is a prayer he used. It's called the Ho'onopono. It's a uh, Hawaiian healing prayer, and it goes like this. Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we thank you. And water, we love you. It took me a couple of years to memorize the lines. <laughs> so I got it memorized now. But um, what I recommend doing, let's clean up Fukushima today. It's really simple to do. We can use that to do a lot of good things here on the planet. Put your hand on your heart. And I'll tell you the story about this prayer, by the way. Just say, water, we're sorry. Direct positive, lots, lots of positive love and light to Fukushima. Uh, water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we thank you. And water, we love you. And now let's do it twice more. Um, uh, water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we thank you. And water, we love you. And then one more time. Water, we're sorry. Water, um, please forgive us. Water, we thank you. And water, we love you. Actually, I did an experiment a couple of years ago with my friend, Dr. Libby from Montana. And she measured the, radi uh, the radioactive levels at Fukushima as I did these prayers. We did these prayers every week for two months, two or three months. And guess what happened? At the end of that, of that period of months of praying and meditation and sending love and light to Fukushima, the radiation actually decreased by 90%. Um, and the reason I did it is because TEPCO, Tokyo Electric Power Company, had a plan to release all the radiation from the um, nuclear accident into the Pacific Ocean. So we would drink the radiation, eat it in our fish, breathe it in our air. What a great way to kill off 90% of the world's population. But a lot of countries, including China and Korea, all protested against it, thank God, and Japan, and they didn't do it. But anyway, it has been in the works, but um, there is a way we can clear it up. And we can also clean, clean up and, and help heal the planet, too, too by doing those, uh, those prayers. So I urge you to do that uh, every day. Dr. Moto proved um, that it did work, and we can clean up the, the planet now. The, um, before we start today, I just wanted to, to tell you that there's a wonderful organization called uh, American Freedom Flyers, run by Josh Yoder. And they do a lot of wonderful work helping the pilots um, uh, around the world to um, to um, not not to take the uh, the horrible shot program. Uh, lots of pilots are dying nowadays. Lots of them have cardiac arrest. Lots of them have cardio uh, myocarditis, uh, heart problems as a result of these stupid mandates um, instituted by the airline executives and the um, idiotic uh, fake government we have here in the United States. Uh, their website is uh, www.usfreedomflyers.org. That's usfreedomflyers.org. And I know they'd really appreciate your help and, and contributions. Um, they do great work, and uh, they're fighting for, for all of us with, with, their, with their work. I urge you all to, to support them. Um, if you look at other countries, if you look at Mexico, for example, Aeromexico never, never had a shot mandate. Um, the, the, actually, the mandate for all of Mexico is like 1%. So um, their economy is doing just fine. The Mexican peso actually is up 20% uh, against the U.S. dollar this year so far, and good for them. They have a great economy, great people, beautiful Mexican people are beautiful people, very heart-centered. And um, I can't say enough good things about them. And also, too, um, if you have to fly anywhere, fly Aeromexico. They're a great airline. You don't have to worry about the planes falling out of the sky from a pilot that's got a 
that took the jab and now is dying of a heart attack because almost none of their pilots and personnel have taken the jab in Mexico and you'll have a very safe flight. I can't say that for the US um, airlines, unfortunately, because a lot of our pilots um, are dying thanks to the stupid, stupid mandates from our stupid fake government and the stupid airline executives who can't, can't seem to find their way out of a paper bag, um, couldn't see the handwriting on the wall. But uh, we'll be discussing, um, at the end of the program, I'll be discussing the threats on America with messages from um, George Washington, uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, John F. Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, on um, what we can do to help turn, uh, turn things around. Um, there was a report that came out last week that the uh, Chinese Communist Party in China actually had a big celebration when they then when they found out that Biden was uh, forcing our military, the U.S. military, to um, to take the shot program, um, because they knew um, that once that's done, we're not going to have much of a military uh, left already uh, in the military. For women in the military, there's a 97% stillborn stillborn rate of newborn babies. In other words, 97% of all the babies born of military mothers in the U.S. military are dead from the vaccine. Okay. That's very clear. And this, uh, this is criminal. Um, I think the Joint Chiefs of Staff for the United States should be arrested and replaced for allowing this to happen. They have destroyed and are destroying our military. And um, it's all part of a plan to weaken the United States to come in and take us over. If you look at the southern border, there are millions of people coming in. And actually, there's a, there's a program right now financed by the fake Biden government to bring in millions of people through the Panama, uh, Panama Canal and they're flown right into the United States to various places. And many of them are, are not worthy uh, asylum seekers. They are ch uh, military age, uh, single Chinese men coming in in their 20s and early 30s, military trained as part of their uh, military outfits and intelligence services. What do you think they're gonna be doing here? They're not tourists. <laughs> They're not tourists, believe me. And uh, they're well-heeled, they've got money, and they've got military training. Do you think they might be having a fifth column to take us over later this year? Strong possibility. Of course, this fake government's not doing anything about it. Um, the other thing, too, happening is that on July 1st, the New York Fed is planning a, the rollout of a digital dollar. That's right. You're not going to be able to use cash anymore. Um, they'll be able to control your spending and they'll have set limits that you can only spend up to a thousand dollars at one time. Mm -hmm. That's right. And in England, they've rolled out the similar system and they have three classes in England now with their digital, uh, digital UK pound. The first class is called the sovereign class where they can spend as much money as they want, earn as much money as they want, and there's no tracking on them. They're called the sovereign because they rule over us. Okay, the next class is a business class where they have some more freedom for their business, but the last class will be the commoner class, and you'll be limited to, um, I think, $50 a day in, in, um, in spending or $1,000 a month, and if you spend beyond that, um, you could be thrown in jail, imprisoned. So this is the kind of new world order that is coming for the United States unless we stand up to it now. Um, you'll be seeing this coming on July 1st for some of the banks, especially in the New York Fed. And if your bank rolls out a digital dollar, I urge you to take your money, all of your money out of the account and transfer it to any other bank in the world, um, a, a bank that, that values cash and traditional banking, conservative banking me measures. 
um, because these banks that are pushing the digital dollar are uh, fascists and they're attempting to control us as part of the World Economic For Forum. And believe me, my friends, we deserve a lot better than what we're getting right now. And actually, I think Biden should have been gone in t over two and a half years ago in a New York minute. He's a fake president. None of his uh, orders are, are, uh, are valid. And if you look at him carefully, uh, many people think that he's, he died a couple of years ago. So we have a fake, a fake guy par par parading around. But anyway, we'll be getting to the, uh, at the end of the show, I'll be getting into messages regarding um, what we can do about it from um, President George Washington, President Thomas Jefferson, and President uh, Kennedy and President Lincoln. So they have a lot to say, and I hope you can all, all join me uh, for, that, for that part of the program. I will be going back um, to Mount Shasta this summer. Last summer, we had a fantastic, had some fantastic trips. Um, everyone who came with me on the trip, on, the, on my trips to Mount Shasta last year got a healing. One lady was healed completely of Lyme disease she'd had for 20 years. Another lady had uh, cataracts in two eye, in both eyes that were completely healed within a day. Another fellow had um, uh, diperticulitis um, in his intestines, completely healed up um, within a day. Um, another woman had scoliosis, curvature of the spine. She was a nurse from Southern California, a lot of pain, and was completely healed up while we were there. I can't guarantee it'll happen to, to for everyone who comes on the trip because there's two there's three things you need before you go. You have to be of a positive vibration, um, believe that it's going to happen, and have no doubts. And I guarantee you it, it, it will happen. The other thing, too, is that uh, I work closely with the Dom and the people of Telos and the Hollow Earth. And they, they will help us. Um, they will help you if you ask for help. Um, but um, you have to remain positive and, uh, and optimistic. And um, they don't eat meat um, in Telos. And so they prefer it if you, if you, when you come to the mountain, not to eat meat either. For those of you coming on the trips, at least three weeks before the trip, uh, I urge you not to eat any meat. Um, but uh, there's more protocols I can tell you about. If you're interested, you can go to my website, www.outofthisworldreadings.com. That's outofthisworldreadings.com and click, click, click on miscellaneous and you'll get more information there about the trips. You can also write me at um, outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or outofthisworldradio uh, out at protonmail.com. I'm happy to send you uh, some more information. We had quite a bit of trouble last year uh, with agents from the um, uh, evil sectors of the U.S. government coming in and trying to uh, cause trouble, including several attempts on my life. Um, I was able to avoid um, getting uh, uh, killed. Um, by paying attention to my uh, galactic friends and my angels. So um, uh, I'm still going strong today, um, but I'm very careful about who comes on the trip. If you are an agent and you try to come on the trip, you will be found out and you will be excluded. Um, and um, and uh, anyway, there's quite a bit more to tell about that. I know where the, where the, uh, where the uh, death threats come from. They come from Simon Parks and uh, Q, a guy named Dean McDaniels, but uh, I take all appropriate uh, precautions as much as possible um, on the trip and um, uh, to make sure everyone's safe. So uh, you have to be, um, you have to be allowed, you have to be um, given approval to come on the trip by the Telosians and by the Plydeans. Uh, and uh, they say, no, you can't come. So, uh, but most people can come. Most people are high energy and most people are good people who want to get a healing or experience a spiritual experience. So um, if you'd like to come, 
please send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'm getting a lot of people coming in now um, from outside the United States. Finally, that uh, the fake president uh, uh, you know, doesn't require the shot anymore to come into the U.S., so we're getting that. Now the international travel has finally opened up because there's been a lot of people from other countries who've wanted to come on the trip but couldn't or didn't want to take the, the shot um, to come on the trip, but um, they're coming now. And uh, if you do want to come, please let me know as soon as possible. Um, I'll be going twice at the end of June and also at the end of August. And the both trips are starting to fill up. Uh, and uh, so if you wait too long, you may not be able to come. I keep a, I just, I take a um, limited amount, number of people. Um, I don't like to take a lot of people at one time, but uh, we have some very special places um, I'll be I'll be taking you to. The um, this is the uh, seventh time we've attempted to ascend on this planet. So there's been uh, there's been um, six other times um, that we've tried to ascend, and this is the furthest we've ever come right now, my friends, in in getting in raising our vibrations. There are actually 12 different, sometimes I get questions like, well, well, what is ascension exactly? And I can explain it to you briefly here. There are, at, at present, there are 12 different dimensions, with the 12th dimension being where the supreme being or, or God resides. We exist here in the third, but we're shifting now into the fourth, and we'll be soon into the fifth dimension. And when we shift into the fifth dimension, um, eating will not be as important as it is now. We will still have bodies, but we will live off the prana of the energy of the universe. And that won't that be interesting? Um, the other thing happening, too, is that um, uh, language um, will become uh, secondary and people will communicate telepathically. So um, Don, Don's the name of my producer. Um, so Don, next year when we're doing our show, um, I, I, we've, if we're in the fifth dimension, I'll just sit here and communicate telepathically with everyone and, and um, you won't hear any audio. <laughs> won't that be interesting? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, there is a fellow named Bratso. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's from Yugoslavia. And I was at a conference in the Dominican Republic several years ago. Uh, Dr. Angel Fernandez has a wonderful conference every year called the um, Peace and Light, Peace and Love Conference. And um, anyway, he was there and what he does, he heals people by just sending positive thoughts to them and he doesn't say a word. So you'll be in a room with him. There might be over a hundred people there and he'll be at the front and he'll just be looking at people. And the whole time for a an hour or two, he'll just, just stare and look at people and people will experience healings all over the place. It's, it's quite an experience actually. Um, this, this is not a joke, but I did try to get a radio inter interview with him at one time, but he didn't say much. <laughs> he wasn't, he just looked at me because that's what he does. I think he does speak, of course, but not a lot, not a lot of words, but, um, um, but he's a great guy and he does a lot of really good healing. Um, so that, that's the kind of world we'll, we'll be going to among the, my, our brother, our beautiful brothers and sisters among the Plydeans. They have a written language as well, and they also have an oral language, but it's secondary to uh, thinking telepathically with your mind. So, and when you do that, you get very clean communication. Not, there's no misunderstandings. There's no, um, there's, there's no way you can misinterpret what, what someone says, um, but it's, it's a beautiful way to, to communicate. And um, the language itself, it, it's a little bit like Cherokee. 
it's very kind of a choppy, choppy language. And um, if you if you understand Cherokee, um, you can understand you kind of get the, the the feeling for what it's like to um, to talk uh, to to the Plidians or Hopi. Hopi is similar to it too as well. Both the Cherokee and the Hopi actually came from the Plades. And a lot of Native American tribes have that um, have that heritage. There were a couple of books um, written by Dolores Cannon when she was alive about that Native American heritage, about that Plidian heritage for Native Americans. And I urge you to check out her books. I don't have the name of the book title, but it's one of her early books where she she talks about that. Actually, when I came to planet Earth uh, 52,000 years ago. Um, I came here to a couple of reasons. I came to escape a civil war that the Plodeans had um, among their peoples back then. And also I came to help with the ascension of, of planet Earth. And so I've been here a long time, and this is my last lifetime before I ascend and rejoin my Plodean family. Um, they're beautiful people. There are many people here on this planet are from the Pleiades. They look just like us. Um, humans actually is, is a common species in this universe, uh, and uh, but they're just in the higher dimension, and um, they're 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 extremely loving and giving and caring about us, and they but they don't want us to go through um, a, a nuclear war or a lot of trouble to to get to ascend into the higher dimensions. President Kennedy, if he hadn't been assassinated back in 1963 would have helped, would have helped usher in a beautiful new age on this planet. But because it's the destiny, he tells me, of planet Earth to ascend and become a beautiful, happy, harmonious planet, that's what we're doing now. So no matter what the negatives do, they can't stop it. They can try to slow it down. Um, and they did actually detour us, uh, humanity, from 1963 when uh, poor JFK was assassinated um, to this to this moment here, but um, in space and time, but it's not going to be successful, and we are winning uh, the battle. They may try, but let them try. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna win. Um, one of the amazing things um, uh, trips to Mount Shasta is that at night, I love I love sleeping outside at night on the mountain, looking up into the skies and taking a, a set of um, night vision goggles, which I have a, I have, I have a pair and look up, I look up into the sky and it's like, it's like a freeway up there because there's so many UFOs flying around. I, uh, last summer I was out uh, one night, I stayed up most of the night and just looked at UFOs all night. And I, and I thought to myself, I held my breath a couple of times because you'd have one UFO going one way, another one going that way. And, and I think, oh my God, they're going to crash. And they don't, <laughs> they somehow know each other. But you'd think they'd have traffic signs up there or, you know, speed limits or <laughs> keeping your lane kind of thing, you know, freeways. They don't, but they manage to, to avoid each other pretty, <laughs> pretty much. But it's amazing, really, when you're up there. One of, the, one of the nice experiences I had driving down to Shasta last year was that um, Admiral Halosaurus, thank you, my friend, had assigned a craft to, to, uh, to protect me on my, my trip down, and I could see it all the way down. Um, down the coast when I was driving to uh, to Shasta, and every once in a while I'd look up and I'd wave and they'd wave back and they were there. Um, and then when I got to my destination, they had protected me the whole the whole trip. So um, anyway, they are they are helping us as much as they can. But one thing that they can't do, they cannot interfere with our free will because um, we all signed up for this for this place as a free will planet where we have to decide ourselves to make the right decisions. 
Um, I wanted to tell everyone um, that um, uh, uh, I have a, I also have a spiritual mentoring program where I, I teach people how to talk to the other side as well as to benevolent extraterrestrials. And um, if you'd like to join, it's just $100 a month or $25 a week. I give individual sessions, sessions and, and homework. If you're interested, you can uh, send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Or you can call me at uh, 1-888-879-8339. And if you're outside the United States, uh, dial 509-750-9793. Um, and you can also go to my, my website, uh, www.outofthisworldreadings, that's plural.com, and, and sign up there. My next guest coming on in just a minute is um, Judy Kelly. Uh, I consider Judy one of my... Um, one of the America's best psychics. She's always so much fun to have on. And there she is, right on schedule. <laughs> so I will bring her in now. Can you hear me? Um, could you speak in Swahili or Hindi, please? That would be clearer for my audience. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I guess that's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> now, no. would you speak in Swahili back? <laughs> so I feel I've been invited. <laughs> right, right. Now, the the only thing, I do know some Hindi. I do know a couple of swear words in Hindi. I'm not going to say them on the air. Can well, you giggle? <laughs> you can giggle back. There we go. We're done. No, I might. I don't want to offend anybody. I do know a couple of swear words in Hindi. I learned many years ago. It's funny. I was I lived there for two and a half years, and that's a lot. I re, that's about all I remember from the language. <laughs> so that's okay. I don't need to hear them. I'll save that for another choice of your time. All right. All right. I can. I can. I can. I can do that. So. Um, anyway, it's so good to have you on, Judy. Boy, it's been a, uh, we we. It, there's just so much going on in the world. Um, it's hard to know what to talk about first. You know. Well, I'll let you lead, and you just let me know from there. Okay. One of the questions I always get are the uh, lotto numbers for the coming Monday. And um, if you could I share that. Have, I don't I, have a clue, but I think if they giggle, they'll feel just as good as if they won the lottery. <laughs> That's my suggestion. <laughs> I I was doing a reading once years ago in Tacoma, Washington, and, and uh, this lady comes in, and she wanted to win the lottery. And she, she said, ask my grandfather for help. So he did come in, and he gave her the first three of six numbers. Wow. And then he said, honey, you're on your own. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck. I've given you more than I should have already. Because usually oh. they don't. They they don't tell you. But he did. Right. He was trying to help her out. And I said, well, good luck to you. You know, go with your intuition. And right. um, Yeah. I think I saw her later on the freeway in a Rolls Royce with the chauffeur. I'm not sure. Oh. but well, I'd say her grandfather did her well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. I guess one of the things is the importance of maintaining a positive attitude in spite of everything that's going on. Um, yes. And I think that's something that certainly um, all the great spirit, President Kennedy and Thomas Jefferson and all the Benjamin Franklin, all the great spirits, Albert, Albert Einstein, Brainy Boy, they, they yeah. would all agree upon um, as well. They're all laughing. And so I think that's their way of saying I agree. <laughs> There's even a donkey that's brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd say they all agree. Oh, that's good. That's good. And what about Mickey Mouse? Now, you you have the unique ability to bring in special characters that others don't. You no, know, Mickey's <laughs> whistling. 
and uh-huh. yeah, he's whistling. He's showing me the cartoon that they show of when Walt first connected with Mickey and he was d- driving something. I don't remember if it's a boat or a car or whatever it was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's mm-hmm. showing me whistling and he's steering the wheel mm. and he's tapping his right foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a great. tune a day will keep the doctor away. Uh, a what a day? Sorry. A, a day will keep the doctor away. Oh, how funny. <laughs> how funny. <laughs> now that's some special wisdom. Yeah, that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, um, so is there anything specific other than positive thinking that you want us to talk about? Um, really, it's it's up to the great spirits. I think whatever they, they deem important. Um, I know people are still facing challenges. Um, the negatives are pulling out all kinds of crazy, goofy, negative plans to enslave us. But I know none of them are going to work. But I guess good practical advice about um, about what people can do to make this world a better place. And we can help make the, the whole world a, a, a more friendly place um, and, and, and help us to ascend. I guess that would be the main theme of today's show, if, if nothing else. Okay. So. okay. Piece of cake. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> Saint Germain said he's putting his thinking cap on just for you. Oh, how sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I spoke to him this morning, actually. We had coffee together. Then he said he had to go. Anyway. <laughs> well, you had coffee. He then had to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I did send you back. I think your changes. Or your trip or a smart idea. Oh well, how thank you, thank you. Yeah, I um, uh, I, I was um, I was planning on going to Peru earlier, but uh, I I got the message. Uh, um, I got a little uncomfortable with things, and I follow my feelings, and uh, so I changed things around. Now I have new plans, and I think these will work out very well. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate that, uh, Judy, so much. Yeah. And you have a Saskatchewan guide for that trip. Um, oh, really? It's a male shaman. Okay. His saint, his name is Achu. I T C H U. He's saying you and he hung around together in the petroglyphs. Many moons ago. Wow. Okay. And he said, you were one of the beings that made, this is funny, you made the poses for him to carve into the rock. (laughs) You're kidding. Oh, my God. (laughs) So he's showing me you holding up one leg, holding one arm and bending the elbow. And anyway, he's saying you were his little model at that time. (laughs) Oh, how funny. (laughs) And he said that changed a bit. (laughs) <laughs> I can I can see those uh, those figures by the way. Yeah, actually, yeah. In my mind, he's showing them what they what they look like. Yeah, yeah. that's one yeah. of your guides for your trip. Yeah, nice. And he's got a great sense of humor, so you're going to have fun. Oh, how fun! How fun! Well, um, the um, yeah, I'm I'm going to a spot um, where there are entrances into the hollow earth. 
and um, it should be very interesting. Yeah, it should be mm. very interesting. I've actually wanted to go for quite some time, and it's finally come together. So anyway. They're, they're telling me they put out the welcome map. Oh, how lovely. How nice. How nice. Isn't that nice? And your Saskatchewan guy said, of course, he's going to go in first. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's fine. He says elders first, and he's like <laughs> a minute or two older than you. It's so funny. <laughs> it's to go first. Okay, that's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> okay, so when are we starting? Um, we could start now, or we could start a couple hours from now. Um, it's, ah. up, it's, it's up to you. Um, <laughs> I think now's a good time. I think now's a great time. Absolutely, yeah. The whole gang's showing up. Mm, they're all here. Do we have enough seats? Uh, hold, hold on, let me get some more chairs. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot to make more coffee. Oh, I know Saint Germain saying he got the last cup. <laughs> <laughs> and we run out of donuts. Now what? Well, you didn't give him any donuts. <laughs> <laughs> right? Cookies, cookies. Yeah. Some of them don't want donuts. Oh. Well, he's telling me he likes the donut holes. All right. <laughs> so save a donut hole for him. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> I will. Mm. Okay. It's beautiful to think, Judy, as as a medium, we can talk to the other side, and there's no such thing as as death. There's they don't die. There's no such thing as death. They're still there. They're just in a different dimension. That's all. Yeah, they're and, in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, and I want you to know, Saint James full of humor today. He's saying he's shining a flashlight on us so that we'll be seen. Oh, good. And unless you want to turn up the octave on your own light. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we could do that too. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so he's showing he's got two flashlights. Oh, how funny! How funny. <laughs> We don't have an interpreter today, right? Or do we? Um, no, not today. This is nope. my English show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just checking. Sure. Un unless, Don, would you like to translate into Swahili and Hindi for my audience? I don't know. <laughs> Don's a guy of many talents. He might be able to do it. I don't know. I remember. Well, <laughs> I remember we've had Don before. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Judy? Yes. Um, let's bring in let's bring in uh, President Kennedy if he's available. Oh, we're on. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> he says PK is here for President Kennedy. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's been a long time since the amount of vibrancy that's in the hearts of the many has been seen like it is today. Oh, lovely. There are many beings that for the first time in their life, they're starting to question authority. Hmm. And 
they feel that things have gone too far into an extreme of self-harm. Mm -hmm. He's saying that the light frequencies are being increased with every breath. Nice. And that there was a conclave of what we would consider leaders of the world that are in alignment with the galactic heart of love mm -hmm. that came together last weekend and had a heartfelt discussion about what would be a focus for these particular leaders. Mm -hmm. And he's saying it went so well mm -hmm. that they've scheduled another one. Nice. And he's saying that every single being was heard as much as they wanted to say. There was no, what we would call a host. Mm -hmm. There was no recordings. Mm -hmm. They sat in a circle around a table. They shared a meal. Mm -hmm. And they shared from their hearts. And he said it was the first time that he has been in a situation like that where every heart that showed up has the best interests of the world at heart. Wow. Wow, that's great. And he's saying that this gathering of whenever the next one is will not be physically said or mentally thought about. Each of them will feel in their heart the pull to come together again. And that's all that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said, we're arriving in a new frequency that actually many people are actually starting to feel joy, even in really treacherous, difficult circumstances. They're looking for even the little wins that allow them to see and feel something other than the pain of their circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it's similar to what Mother Teresa said, and I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. but it was something like everybody can do something even if it's little. And that, that actually makes a huge difference, more than anybody can realize. Mm -hmm. So he's saying that Jackie has been going with him and she's been talking to the to the women leaders and he's been talking to the men leaders and then they brought them all together and they shared from the one heart. And he thought that that would be a good message to give to the audience today. So that nice. they will know that they have been considered, well thought of, and that there is new energy coming in from this particular group that will help harmonize and bring to the center of each heart their truth. 
they are singing from their native countries. And each person sings their native song to touch the hearts in new ways. And he said it was quite interesting because you could see tears coming down the eyes of so many of those in the circle who did not speak that language, but they got the message anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's how it's now being transmitted. People are going to suddenly smile and will not know where it comes from. It comes from this collective. Mm -hmm. People will have bravery that they didn't think they had. And it's coming from this collective. People will feel hope in ways they haven't felt in a long time coming from this collective. And he's saying that the one heart is the answer to everything. When we all come together in the heart of one, then everybody's honored. He said it was such a moving experience that he has spent two or three days and Jackie by herself as they processed everything. And he said it gave me deep, it was like I was getting a heart hug from the world to let us know that we are now coming together more as one family than as individuals. And that is what I call the good news. Hmm. And now he's kicking up his heels (laughs) as he's leaving to let me know that he's feeling more hopeful than he has in a long time. Nice. He says we need to celebrate life, even if it's listening to a bird sing and know the bird is giving you its whole heart while it's singing. And one of my dogs, my younger daughter's been an animal communicator now for over 35 years. Uh And we talk Uh to animals every day. And animals have a higher consciousness than we do. Mm -hmm. They've already ascended. They've come back to help us ascend. And one day, a dog that we rescued was in such horrible shape that the shelter in California called us because we rescued 100 dogs a year. We paid for it. And they Mm -hmm. said, would you consider rescuing this dog because she's in such horrible shape? And the only thing we can do is euthanize her. Oh, wow. We went and got her. Mm -hmm. We named her Miss Lacey. Mm -hmm. And she could barely walk. She was so starved so dehydrated Mm -hmm. so she asked me very carefully she said could we go for a walk and I was shocked because this was just the third day that we'd had her and I said we'll go just the one house to the corner and she said okay and I knew she wasn't excruciatingly pain a lot of pain and so we walked very slowly I let her lead the way and when we got to the corner she sat on her little behind with tears streaming down her face. And she said, I love to hear the birds sing. She said, do you know that every time they sing, it's an original song? 
Wow. And she said, I don't think I could ever be that clever. Mm -hmm. So I love to hear them sing. Mm -hmm. And I know I'll never hear that song again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the sacredness of what PK, President Kennedy, is talking about. Mm -hmm. Is as each of them sang their song, it went to every single heart. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. It's really resonating. I can feel it with my yes. audience. And off-planet as well. Yeah. There's a lot off-planet, too. Yeah. So I bless Miss Lacey because that little message from her heart, knowing uh -huh. what pain she was in, uh -huh. meant so much to realize what her priorities were. Her priorities were to hear the birds sing. Mm -hmm. A Thomas Jefferson. Here we go. I'm happy to report that what I shared the last time, that every single being on the planet increased their self-love by 1%. Oh, yes. Has now been increased by another half percent. When you figure this is a global experience, that's pretty amazing. Wow. wow. Because the answer to every issue, as Judy all the time talks about, is self-love. Mm. We will have world peace when enough of us love ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because you can't love and give anything to anybody that you don't have first. True. So true. I ask each person who's hearing this, this beautiful program mm. to search your hearts and ask yourself, what loving thing could I do now to make my life better? Mm -hmm. How can I love me more? It can be as simple as giving yourself a hug. Do you know that when somebody else hugs you, your body goes, well, that's nice. But do you know that when you hug you, every single part of you is healing? So when Judy would talk about that, I could feel the heart's healing when she would do her programs. Mm -hmm. And I still feel that is a beautiful message for today. Put your arms around you and hug you. And let you know that you matter to you. And then you will move up a notch again. Here's George Washington. Thank you, President uh, Jefferson. <clears throat> I'm suggesting everybody get in water. Your body is full of 80% water. And the healing abilities of water is phenomenal. So one of the things that would be a good idea is to experience more water. I don't care if it's in taking a shower or a bath or running through the sprinklers, like many of you have done in your childhoods, or whether it's going swimming in a lake or the ocean or a pond. But being more connected to water, because Water is the largest thing on the whole planet. Right. So when you're connecting with your loving heart into water, 
the whole world receives that love through the osmosis of the oxygenation of the water. And you receive it by touching that water. So take some time this next week, if you can, to spend some more time in water. Drink more water. Bathe more water. Swim if you can. Or if you have rain where you are, go out for a few minutes in the warm rain and just feel the wonderful drops on your body, on your body, on your face. Mm -hmm. We take for granted water. And yet water is absolutely one of the most important elements everybody needs to survive and function. So take some time this week and bless the water. Swim in it. Drink it. See the beauty of the water. And the consciousness of your love will go into the water. And everybody will get it. Thank you, President Mm. Washington. Okay, there's a little pixie here. Okay. And her name is Shelby. Okay. She is three and a half inches tall. She's got blonde hair and she's all in light purple. Hmm. So, and she is a pixie of trees. Hmm. So, here we go. Shelby, I came by today because we, the elementals, are also very interested in what is being shared today. We were at that meeting that President Kennedy and Jacqueline were talking about. Mm -hmm. We represented the natural kingdom. And we have always opened our doors to everybody. When you approach a tree and Judy gives this story with her clients and it's ap- it's absolutely apropos. Mm-hmm. A tree does not have a sign that says short people cannot pick my fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the tree allows anybody to pick its fruit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, well, because you're missing a leg or mm-hmm. because you've been in jail or because you miscarried, or because you are too fat, or because you're not educated. Trees do not do that. Trees share everything that they have to give to anybody that's there. If it's shade, if it smells, if it's their leaves dancing in the wind, that's how the tree dances. So I, Shelby, want to point out to you, take some time in nature and really appreciate how open-hearted nature is. You can sit almost anywhere, or you can swim almost anywhere. You can stand, and you can enjoy every part of nature in a respectful way. And if you take the time to hug a tree, that tree hugs you back. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And what a way to have wisdom transmuted because the universal library of information is in the trunks of all trees. Mm-hmm. Wow. And trees carry the universal wisdom. So when you cut down a tree, 
you remove part of that wisdom. Oh, wow. Wow. So think of trees and understand they serve a very valuable purpose beyond oxygenating the air cleanly, which they do beautifully. So next time you see a tree, wink at it, hug it, smile or giggle, or just lean up against it and share a moment and know that it is carrying all the knowledge of creation in its trunk. And it will share whatever you're ready for if you let it know that you would be open to a download that would allow you to expand more into your truth and the tree will accommodate you. Mm -hmm. I am Shelby and it has been a joy in my heart Mm -hmm. to be able to give this message out of courtesy to the trees. They asked me to share it. Thank you, Shelby. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Okay. There's a banana here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've never channeled a banana before, but here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I come in this wonderful shape that's slippery, is fun, and my taste is divine. And I have so many nutrients. And I want to remind you that every single piece of fruit and every single vegetable has many nutrients that most of what we would call human society has no knowledge of. So when you eat something, bless it and also bless your body and know that your body knows how to take in more nutrients that aren't listed on a label or are not given by what we would call nutritionist. Bless the food and it will bless your body and it will share with you other nutrients and things that you need that you're not even aware of by blessing. I am a banana. My name is Charlie and I am sitting on a desk of a very high official person in this, what we would call the government of the United States. And I have all kinds of messages from many, many realms that when he eats me, he will get it. Isn't that clever? (laughs) So see, fruits are smart too. (laughs) And it's more than one way to Uh get information transferred to a soul if it's coming from a loving place interesting my goodness my goodness see i never know what's going to come out of my mouth (laughs) that's right you know i've been doing what i do for more than 73 years connected to the ascended masters angels and archangels and i've never once received an unloving unkind harsh judgmental message not once and they've also never approached me from a place of superiority. So understand there's no hierarchy in life. Mm -hmm. No matter who tells you there is, there isn't. Every single soul is a thread in the weave of life and every soul matters. And that came from another one of my docs. So I'm seeing as we connected earlier, Ted and I to Mickey Mouse, 
Mm-hmm. I'm seeing he and Minnie, and they have their dancing shoes on. And they're dancing in this huge ballroom with this beautiful, oh, strobe globe, I guess they call them. Looks like glitter, and it's showing off all kinds of colors. And what what they're saying, which I know to be true, one of the gifts I carry is a rainbow of all healing colors from both sides of the veil. This was presented to me by the dolphins in the late 1980s. And that's me clearing for everybody. So what I'd like to do with your permission is I'm going to offer to your higher selves of everybody on the call that rainbow to go into your chakras in alignment with your sacred heart and your I am presence with only love and increase the beautiful energy frequencies of your chakras because we're stepping into fifth dimension. And there's 12 chakras in the body and in the body and some above the head and below the feet. And third, there's only seven. Mm. So this rainbow energy that I'm just now transmitting to the heart of the earth. And now she's transmitting it through every form of life is now a gift. Mm-hmm. And that rainbow, you can say, mm-hmm. I allow you to go where you need to go with love. And the colors know where it's needed in your body. Mm-hmm. So Mickey and Minnie send you rainbows of love mm-hmm. to help you heal. And then may you dance and jitterbug and rock and roll and shimmy <laughs> and do the jerk and do what Chubby Checker does. And allow you to move your body in joy. Your body needs it at this time because you're downloading and receiving so many codes. And it's helpful if you spread them with joy. So Mickey and Minnie are saying, get on those dancing shoes and wiggle your body and have fun. Wow. And feel the joy of the rainbows. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, great. Okay. My dear citizens of the heart, I have had the extraordinary pleasure to come from you and to share with you from both sides of the veil what I am seeing now as a lawyer, as a person who went through many, many things to bring the message of nonviolence, it is lovely to see how many people are laying their swords down, are putting their guns down, are choosing not to use harsh, cruel words. It's quite refreshing to see the number of people that are choosing peace over war. And I know for many of you, You aren't seeing that. But I want you to know it's happening. Nice. And what's beautiful about that is several of them are beings that you never would have thought would do that. And they are. And their hearts are opening so that for the first time in their lives, 
greed, and owning is not their most important thing. They're now choosing to pay attention to wanting to stop the Hans because they're now, for the first time, having compassion, seeing their own family members harmed. And through their families, they're starting to open their hearts. Mm-hmm. And this is a good thing. So for me, Mahatma Gandhi, I have tears of gratitude streaming down my face as I share this message with you. Because it has been my heart dream from the time I was a little boy. I could not understand why somebody's skin color made them different in other people's eyes than another person with different skin color. I just thought it was all beautiful and so interesting to see so many different colors of skin. I never looked at it as one was superior and one was inferior. And in my life, I made many opportunities to touch people in ways that I know I succeeded because I could see the heart light that was generated when I passed and I wept because I far exceeded what I thought I did. And I had a bigger impact than I thought I did. And I'm sharing that with you because each of you are going to experience that care the same thing. You're making a bigger difference than you realize. And I ask you to trust that. And everything is known. Nothing is hidden. So please shine your light. Open your heart. Have compassion. Care. For the littlest tiny bug to the largest being, it makes a difference. I'm Mahatma Gandhi. And I stand here with you with my hand on my heart. Very grateful for us having this opportunity to share this message today with you. Thank you, my friend. Hey, here's Jesus. Oh, wonderful. I come today as a simple being. The titles have no meaning to me. The praise and the and people getting on their knees to supposedly praise me hurts me. You are a sovereign being. You are cherished and loved. And there's no being that is more important than you. To you. And I ask you to start devaluing and putting so much emphasis on what titles people have and then somehow putting them on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. I can tell you from experience, there's nothing that you're going through that I haven't gone through also. And in all the lives we lived, we're here to experience everything at some point. So when you think that you are sending unloving energy to somebody, 
it's actually weakening your own immune system because now that energy you're now increasing in your own body and it's making you sick. Mm-hmm. Whatever you wish for somebody else comes back to you double. So my message is open your hearts and give people an opportunity to show you who they are and don't pay attention to what they say. Notice what they do. That's a true measure of what somebody really is, is not what they say in a big fancy speech, but how do they treat the animals? How do they treat the children? How do they treat the seniors? What do they do in their heart that allows them to show compassion? I have had many experiences in my lives and many of them, I was not always kind and I was not always thoughtful. And it doesn't change the fact that it made me a better person because I could feel many, many times that what I had given out, I had it come back to me. And then I realized that's what it was. So my message to you today is notice what people do more than what they say. Look at all people equally, be discerning, but look at each person and know that they are a sacred being on the planet. And whether they're not choosing to show love or they're choosing to show hate is their choice. But don't let that cloud your heart. You stay in the frequency of love as much as you can. And don't make a pomp and ceremony of titles. It allows nobody to be superior to anybody else. When you truly come from a place of genuine, genuine love, not one word needs to be spoken because everybody feels it in your presence. So let love go ahead of you and light your path and choose to be open in many, many ways that you may have never opened before and see where it takes you. But choose love first. It's Jesus, and I'm just simply Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So good to have you here. Is there anything you want to share, Ted? Well, I really appreciate his um, his message of hope for the world and trusting your inner heart, because that's what we need. We need more self-love. We need more love in the world. And we are making a big difference, as, as Thomas Jefferson has said. Um, we, we're doing better than we think, you know, and, yes. um, you know, and um, like, as I said before, it's, it's the hardest message I've got from the spirits before is that this is the toughest planet to make any positive changes. So if you can, if you can make it here, you can make it really anywhere. Uh, and, but we're doing better than we think, and we are ascending. I think the negatives are getting desperate. I, I, and, and they're throwing out everything they can, but nothing's working. Um, but um, as Data said on Star, on Star Trek, uh, resistance is futile. And no matter what they do, they're not going to win. So we have to take the higher road. And uh, we have challenges coming up, a lot of challenges, actually. 
but I know we're going to make through it. And these messages of hope from the great spirits is, is really inspiring. And it's, it's also very much a lot of the messages today are directed to self-responsibility. Mm -hmm. right. And that's really an important key. Mm -hmm. Anything you choose to do, say, speak, decide, you need to decide. Don't mm -hmm. follow somebody else. Really listen to your own heart. Most people do not know this, but you program into your own heart before you're born. Every person, place, thing, and experience that you want to experience in this life. Right. You program every issue that you want to experience mm -hmm. and grow through. You program all the solutions to all the issues you choose. And you program how you're personally going to wake up and remember who you are. Mm -hmm. So everything begins and ends with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no others. Mm -hmm. So when you take the time, and one of the messages I got in this last couple weeks was pretty profound. Mm -hmm. And what they said to me was, Judy, you guys think that being in the present moment is I'm not into tomorrow. But when you're getting up out of bed, you may be thinking, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm going to get breakfast. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they said, you're already into next. Mm -hmm. So be where your feet are. You need to be in the now moment. Mm -hmm. Because this is all you have. Right. And so they said, when you get up, because we're going through such physical changes that you may have noticed that you've been feeling spacier this mm -hmm. last year. And yeah. that's because you're you're expanding multidimensionally into many, many of your other lives because you're living them all now. So the third dimensional you has already left. In your master self, the last two years, you're stepping into your master self. Mm -hmm. And with that comes everything biologically that is changing. Mm -hmm. Our human missions are finished. And our human mission for every soul on the planet was to love yourself more in this life than we've loved ourselves in any life. Mm -hmm. That was your mission. You're now done with that. And now we're stepping into our master self and the energy we've been experiencing on the planet the last year and a half is the most powerful energy we've ever felt. And we've never felt this energy before. Mm -hmm. And it's knocking us on our little hineys. Mm -hmm. And so if you've been needing to rest more, if you've been unsteady on your feet, if you've been getting dizzy, if you can't stay awake, you really need to go back to bed you're taking naps, you need to honor rest. Your body has to choose between being busy or healing. And it can't heal if you're being busy. So we've been guided the last 10 to 12 years to slow way down. And we're collapsing time. Mm -hmm. We're down to four hours a day. Where when we came on the planet, we were at 22 and 23 hours a day in pain, suffering, and fear. Now we're down to four hours a day. Wow. Wow. So my suggestion to you is take the time to be where your feet are and be there fully. 
and then you will show up for you tomorrow because you haven't even created tomorrow yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what determines what you're going to experience tomorrow is Mm -hmm. based 100% on how much you love yourself. So love yourself a little bit more every day, and then you're creating a loving future. I'm, that's a beautiful message. Thank you. And I'm also getting a message from Adama, and this fits in from what I've been told by my Pleiadian brothers and sisters, that they themselves, I mean, I've had this question before. It's an interesting question, Judy, but they themselves, they don't work like an eight or a 10-hour day. They work like a four-hour day. Yes, and then the rest of the time is spent enjoyable activities, either with family or doing what they like to do, for example. But it's it's a four-hour day, and we're getting to that point now where we're approaching that as we as we ascend into the higher dimensions. Yes, we will we will have the same thing, and that's what my fourth book is is. I think I'll I think I'm going to do some writing this afternoon. I need to finish it. Um, Adama asked me last year to write a book on how we might structure our own civilization here on this planet as we shift into the higher dimensions based upon their experience and the, the experience of my Pleiadian brothers and sisters. Um, what a great because, topic. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I've been working on slowly, and I think I will spend the rest of the day doing that today. It's so easy for me to get distracted on this planet with lots of things, but today I think I'll focus in on that. And um, but we're, we're shifting. That tells me we're shifting into this higher dimensional phase already. Yes, and, we and are. We, yeah. And if we try to push ourselves beyond that four, five, four or five hours, we'll take a nap. We can't do it. Um, even if we drink 50 gallons of coffee, we still can't <laughs> go beyond that four That's hours. That's right. Because <laughs> we don't need the sleep that we need in fifth dimension because we're having fun. Right. Exactly. It's not stressful. Right. Your body's acclimating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the past, we've been labeled lazy if we're not busy. And actually, being busy is not something to be proud of because you're in your head and you're a next, 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 next. You're not in your heart and it's not meaningful. Right, right. So you may have noticed in the last five years that everything has changed. Mm-hmm. The food you used to be attracted to you may not be attracted to anymore. The mm-hmm. color that you used to decorate with are probably mm-hmm. too pastel because mm-hmm. fifth dimensional colors are very vibrant and right. alive. Right. Look at Everything's this is, changing. This yes. is from this is from uh, Cusco. Ago Ago Calentes, a little village next to Cusco. And the, the colors there are incredible. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly amazing. correct. And this is uh, Mexico here, and an Indian village, the same thing, the same vibrant colors. They're just everywhere. Yeah. And the indigenous cultures have always really brought in vivid colors, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's really lovely. So just notice that the things that are changing, you can no longer have mindless conversations. They have to be meaningful. Right, exactly. So just notice how many things the old you used to enjoy that the new you is not enjoying at all. Mm-hmm. Different music, different programs. Right. right. It's quite interesting. Right. Right. You are evolved beautifully. Mm-hmm. Different happy meals. Yeah. Jackson. Yes. Yeah. And as Mickey and Minnie said, pick up your heels and dance. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> 
Um, I, I wanted to, I'm, I'm prompted to ask you this question. How's Albert doing? Brainy boy doing today? He says the, the, the brainier he gets, the less he does. <laughs> he says, I am making lounging a national pastime. Oh, how fun. He says, I'm enjoying walking more slowly. I'm huh. taking time to, I love, there's a park bench I go to that I love to watch the lake and the water and listen to the birds and smell the flowers. And huh. I do nice. more lounging. Uh-huh. And the interesting thing is, when I'm in a more relaxed state, I'm even more brilliant because the most wonderful ideas pop into me. Mm-hmm. So my, my message today is, slow down, enjoy the moment, and don't be in such a hurry. Because the interesting thing is, when you do that, you miss so much. And he's asking me to tell you the message of the turtle. I had a turtle come on um, your show, matter of fact, and his name was Tommy Turtle. This was a couple of years ago. And Tommy said, I absolutely love being a turtle because I bring my home with me and I can rest anywhere I want to go. And he Mm -hmm. said, and my feet feel the heartbeat of Mother Earth Mm -hmm. because I'm so close to the ground. And he said, and I love the position I'm in because I see everything. When you're tall, you miss all the little tiny insects and the little animals and the flowers and all of nature and everything that's going on at your foot level. I see it all. And Tommy said, and then when I just need to close my eyes, I pull my legs in, I pull my head in, and there I am. And he said, so I love being a turtle and I love the perspective because I don't miss a thing. So that's what um, Brainy Boy, Albert Einstein, is talking about. Hmm. When we have the time to take the time and we make the time, life has more meaning because we're not rushing through it. We're Mm -hmm. actually embracing it. And then you feel more fulfilled. When you're constantly consuming, you're not fulfilled. When you're enjoying something and you see the beauty in it, then you're fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So if anybody feels they're bored, go sit on a park bench and watch people for two hours. Mm -hmm. No two people are alike. Even Mm -hmm. twins, they're -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. So Albert's message is, Slow down your pace and notice more and be more fulfilled with less. Thank you, Robert. That's That's great. Thank you so much. That also makes it an easier choice for the health Mm -hmm. of the planet, by the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Less consuming means nature is allowed to be nature. Right. Brainy boy signing off. (laughs) (laughs) thanks albert great to talk to you my friend always good to connect (laughs) um daisy duck is here and she just has a brief message okay 
She says, one of the gifts of being a feathered being is I can fly. And she said, you know, we have the opportunity to experience both things. We have our feet on the ground and we fly and see from a different perspective. And she's saying that even though you think that because you're in a human body and you are walking, know that in your master skills, you know how to fly. And that's one of the things that you will be stepping into when it is the right time. We won't be all birds. You will fly. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. Wow, that is really beautiful. Absolutely. So she's saying, take your arms and do circles with them and, and strengthen your wings because it's coming. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I think a lot of us now are flying around in the astral plane in our dream state. But yes, we are. A lot of us are doing that, and sometimes we remember and sometimes we don't, but we do travel yes, quite a bit. Yeah. And it's similar to a webinar that I did just a couple of weeks ago on mermaids and merpeople. And oh, cool. what was interesting was they came in and they said, we want you to know that you do know how to breathe underwater. Mm. And that is something that you also will be stepping into. So nice. isn't that interesting? The mer people are talking about, we can do both like they can. Mm -hmm. And here's Daisy Duck, Donald's friend, um, talking about, we will be able to fly. Mm -hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're getting it from two different sources. I, I, there's a place I love to go out to the Pacific here. And I walk into the surf. And they come right in. I, I can talk to them. And it's mm. fun. I get all kinds of messages from them. Um, there, there are pods off the off the Washington coast. I think they're all probably up, up and down the coast. But they're there. If you sit and meditate, they'll come in and, and they'll talk to you. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I've, I've even had themselves show, show them. They showed themselves to me here a couple times already. The mer people or the dolphins? Oh, the mer people. Okay. Yeah, I've seen their heads bobbing in the water. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. You know, they they come from this place of, and I have not experienced a mer person that wasn't this way. They're so centered. Mm -hmm. They're very, very centered. It's a mm -hmm. beautiful feeling because they come from such an authentic place. Mm -hmm. There's a white whale here. Okay. Oh, here we go. All right. The whales send their love. We have been going through many, many changes of our environment. And we've had to make adjustments. And what's amazing is we swim hundreds of miles a day. And so we, better than anybody, know what the life force is like on the planet. Mm -hmm. Because we do go so far and we do experience 
the top as we spy hop and breach and see the top as we all soar under the water. And we are responsible for, as most people know, for the grids and to keep the grids balanced. Mm -hmm. We also are responsible for the morphogenic field of the earth so that everything is operating magnetically the way it needs to. But why I'm coming in now as a white whale is because one and many of the prophecies have talked about how the white beings will start making themselves known in nature. And they carry the promise of the future to let you know that purity of heart is the future. So when you see a white deer or you see a white otter or you see a white horse, these are pure signs to remind you to be pure of your own heart. And I come as a white whale as I am reaching in this moment and blessing all of the planet. And this comes from all of the whales. We are blessing the whole planet every time we swim, every time we rest. Our auras go way beyond what you guys have any idea of. And so one of the things I ask you to do is to open your hearts of compassion to the creatures that are being kept in zoos and the creatures that are being held in cages. That's not the way nature meant for them to live. Mm -hmm. Swimming in a cement pool right. would be like you living in your bathtub, mm -hmm. only it's made out of concrete. Wow. So wow. as you swim, it tears your skin, it weakens your immune system, and we swim hundreds of miles a day. Mm -hmm. Why would we want to be in a concrete pool right. filled yeah. with chlorine? and everything else with no plant life. Mm -hmm. Why would animals want to be in cages mm -hmm. when they could roam free in their right. homelands? Right. So I ask you to search your hearts and to notice that the animal kingdom has served you very, very well. But they've also showed you the gift of freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's what you are in the state of on your planet is having freedom wanting to be taken away by a few select people mm -hmm. and how much it upsets you. Imagine how we feel wow. because we are like you. We are mammals just like you are. Right. And so whether we are breathing air or water right. or whether we are in the clouds or not, mm -hmm. I ask you to open your hearts and to know that all animals have a pure heart and you came in with a pure heart. Mm -hmm. Have enough compassion to notice if there's any way, shape or form that you can assist a form of life to have its true freedom. And as you allow yourself to go into that direction, mm -hmm. it gives you the ability to have more freedom. Mm -hmm. And after all, freedom is a gift, is it not? It is a gift. That's right. And yet it's actually our right of birth. <laughs>
Wow. that, of course, with the um, proposals by the World Economic Forum for 15-minute cities where people are caged in to the small areas, that's, a, that's taking away our freedom. The, yep. um, the New York Fed is proposing the rollout of a uh, digital dollar starting July 1st will, where you will not be able to um, earn more than 1000 a month or spend more than $50 a day. Um, or else if the, all of your deposits in their banking system will be digital assets. And if you spend something that they don't agree with politically, they can shut your bank account down or take, a, take away all your digital currency. So people need to be aware of this. I'll be getting into this at the last part of my show today. But anyway. Well, I thank the white whale for coming forth and sharing its message from the whales. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. About honoring all life. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, here's Ashtar. Oh, good. Of the Ashtar Command. All right. Okay, here we go. I bring you good news. Our ship sees everything. And what we've been seeing is a clearing of the environment. We're seeing some cleaner air and cleaner water. We're seeing smog reduced. We're seeing Many, many plant lives that have had droughts are now receiving rain, Mm -hmm. regardless of the manipulation of weather. And I want you to know that we see it all. We are a confederation of all the planets that are here to assist you. And brother to brother and sister to sister, you are us and we are you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you think of us as aliens, it's pretty silly to us because we've all been here from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So when you look at everybody on the planet, you could be all considered aliens. Mm-hmm. That's true. We could. <laughs> That's me clearing for the people on the call. Uh Okay, thank you. And so, Ashtar is saying that when you look up guy and you think that they're here to save you, understand that we're also on the planet. And we have been just as effective on the planet as we have been in our spaceship. Mm -hmm. 
and we carry the same goal. Mm-hmm. So, when you feel us, oh, hold on. When you feel us, mm-hmm. and you you say to us, "Help us, save us." We want you to know that there's not one quality that we have that you do not have also. So the answers are connecting in the heart. It doesn't matter where the person is. Mm -hmm. We all connect in the heart. Continue. Heart living. And by living by your heart, we will continue to see everything getting more pristine, cleaner, and clearer. You're doing a wonderful job. Oh, thank you. Also, don't believe what you're told about vaccines. Thank you. There is no reason that anybody needs a vaccine. You have enough ability in healthy food and healthy water for your body to do anything it needs to do. So my suggestion to you is stop and think and choose before you blindly accept what's being told to you right. mm-hmm. and ask your body and get more in touch with your own body. Mm-hmm. And then you will know. Right. I am Ashtar <clears throat> and I am your brother. Nice. And I am very grateful that I have such a big family. (laughs) (laughs) Esther, I want to thank you so much for for joining us today. And I have to ask you this question. I hope you don't mind. Were you there at Lake Titicaca three years ago? To answer your question, Ted, I'm everywhere. All right. Okay. You've answered it then. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Remember, I'm everywhere. Yes, yes. The all-seeing eyes. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I thought you were, but anyway. Yes, I dart in and dart out. Like <laughs> and Superman has a cape. I don't even wear a cape. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing you at Lake Titicaca next year. It's a date. All right. We'll do it. All right. Mm. <laughs> okay. Let me tune in and see. Is a, just curious, is Abraham Lincoln around today? Is he busy? Or? Uh, Abe says, yes, I'm here and accounted for. <laughs> what would you like to know? Um, um, what does he think what's going on now in here in the U.S. I know we're going to get through this, 
but I, I'd love his thoughts on that. Because um, he was he was president, of course, during a time with a lot of conflict and everything. Yes. He's saying that he has very mixed feelings, just like he did when he was president. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that, really, the issues haven't changed, have they? Uh, I guess not, no. The issues were discrimination right, and selectivity in my day. right, And that's exactly what you're dealing with today. Mm -hmm. The difference is you've grown as a people Mm -hmm. enormously. Right. And I'm very proud when I look at the influence that you have made with each other Mm -hmm. more and more on brotherhood and sisterhood and the wisdom of the indigenous families and the lives they live where it's a village and everybody cares about everybody else. Right, right. I am knowing that that is what we're stepping into more mm-hmm. is we're stepping into the cohesiveness of a village instead of a city where everybody keeps to themselves. When you when you look at the world as a as a family, instead of all the ways you look to separate yourself. Right. In my day, we didn't have anything that you could consider technological, so that your words could get somewhere else more quickly. Mm-hmm. You have the gift of the speed of electronics that allows your message to go everywhere. Mm -hmm. And there has been a benefit to that. And there's also been a detriment because a lot of people believe what comes on their electronics and they're not actually standing in front of the person and feeling the integrity of them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. In my day, you had to stand in front of the person. Mm -hmm. And you needed to be present to feel them. Mm-hmm. That is an advantage we had at that time mm-hmm. that you don't have now. Mm-hmm. So you get bombarded with so much information that you shut down. Right. So the gift that we had is I could take a walk in nature and chew on a leaf and cry in my own private self. Mm -hmm. Or I could laugh at my own private self. Mm -hmm. And the only person that heard me was nature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody videotaping me, recording me, monitoring me. So you come with an attitude of thinking that you have to be special. And if you're not in media on some form, you're not special. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have that burden in my day. Mm-hmm. You either touched the people or you didn't. Mm-hmm. There was no ifs or ands or buts. And so in my day, when I would give a speech, people could feel the truth of what I was saying. And they could see the sincerity of what I was saying and the way I was saying it. And that really carried a lot more weight than today with the media 
and anybody can say anything and put it on anything right. and there's no accountability. Right. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I am very, very grateful for is that everything begins and ends in the heart and that mm-hmm. hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing the advancements now more and more people are questioning, not only just because we can, which has been the attitude, to is this really beneficial? Mm-hmm. And in that sense, there have been improvements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am grateful that there are some beautiful hearted beings mm-hmm. that have parts that they're playing in some of the most important influences of our day. And it still is the person that makes the difference. Mm -hmm. The machine can never take the place of a person. Right. So I am encouraged by the integrity of many of the beings that I see that through the digital age, they are getting their messages out Mm -hmm. that they probably wouldn't have gotten out in my day. But in the same token, I went through a lot in my life to become president. And I earned it by blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. And today, I don't see that in the politics. I don't see the person and the actual qualities of a leader that they had to exemplify in order to gain the confidence of the people. Mm -hmm. Today, the political parties come from the same family and they just play opposing parts. And it really doesn't have the benefit of the people. So my, my words to you today is, follow your heart and tell the truth. And don't allow to be a lemming because lemmings follow each other even to their death because they don't think for themselves. True. You need to think for yourself. And it doesn't matter if mom agrees or wife agrees or child agrees. You're an individual. You need to honor your individuality Mm -hmm. and you need to speak and live and show the truth that you believe in. And that I am seeing on the horizon. There are some amazing younger people that are having the courage to literally change the system because they're not old white men invested with money. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. They have hearts that are on fire with recognizing where things really are not fair. Mm-hmm. And they're coming forth in many new ways I'm quite excited about. Mm-hmm. So I encourage each person to follow their own heart and listen to their own wisdom. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody has more followers or more votes or seems to have more money, none of that has to do with strength of character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let the truth shine. And let yourself live an honorable life 
by living and being truthful to you and be authentic. Mm-hmm. Don't be like everybody else. This is Abraham Lincoln, and I am very grateful I was invited into this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, President Lincoln. Much love to you and your family. This is one we haven't done before, but I just come, he comes into my mind as a, as a person of strength because a lot of people are having hard times around the world, and that's Winston Churchill. I'd be just curious to see what he might say about what's going on in the world today. Ah, he's clearing his throat. He's going. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on just a minute. He's clearing his throat. Okay, take your time, Mr. Prime Minister Churchill. What a delight. I've been listening with big ears to this entire conversation. And I must salute you both for presenting the truth. It's refreshing to hear. And I also salute you because you do stand out in a way that's quite encouraging. Thank you. In my day, as Abe mentioned, there was a lot of differences in today. But common sense reigned. Will Rogers had common sense. A lot of people used common sense. I don't see that as often today. And when Abraham talked about being authentic, I celebrate that. So many things that are being perpetuated today, if you just stopped and stepped back and asked yourself, does this even make sense? So much of it makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. It's somebody with money and power who have decided that their choice should be the choice of every person on the planet. Mm-hmm. And nobody has that much power. Right. Every single being has their own power that's just as validated and just as potent as anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, be a citizen of the world using common sense. I used to sit down with two or three of men that I deeply respected. And of course, my wife was always there putting in her two cents because she was a brilliant woman. Mm-hmm. And she didn't take the attitude that she needed to be in the back seat. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. She used to say, if my genitals were different, I would be in your position. <laughs> and she was right. How oh, funny. That's priceless. That is priceless. Oh. That's just priceless. Oh. Yeah. He's saying, he says, so we had what we called a think tank. And I had three or four really, really good friends. None of them were in politics. And I wanted to hear from their perspective what they thought about certain things that I was considering. And I would always be amazed at not only how brilliant they were and how intelligent they were, 
but how their viewpoints were so different from mine. And it always made me keenly aware that we can get very caught up in all the wealthy do this or all the poor do that. Mm -hmm. And we categorize people into these cubicles that makes no sense at all. Yeah, right. And so my message today would be stand your ground and be who you are. Mm -hmm. And ask yourself if such a thing that you're being asked to think, feel, remember, or do, does it even make sense to you? And is it something that you would want to teach to your children? Because trust me, children today are smarter than you are. Mm -hmm. They are here in a very advanced capacity to lead us into the next golden age. And the golden age just represents stepping into our higher selves. Mm -hmm. We step out of our human self and we step into our master self. Mm -hmm. And the new children are very aware of that. So it's quite wonderful that my think tank idea would sometimes give me a more balanced perspective on a specific issue before I presented it or had the idea that it was something that I should present. Mm -hmm. And I ask for those of you that have very, very dear friends that you highly respect, every once in a while get together and share with each other. Mm-hmm. And share about your lives mm-hmm. and bring up see, five or six topics that each person would like to discuss and have a mutual discussion of respect. But it may amaze you like it did me, how each of them had different perspectives for different reasons. And they were valid. And I never would have thought of any of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I'm asking that you have the deep respect that we had, they which came very, very much from the workers, the farmers, the people who plowed the fields, the simple people whose our lives depended on the products that they were producing, mm-hmm. to use the common man and to think and have common sense. Mm-hmm. That is a, an important consideration. And each person has their own common sense. Mm -hmm. So take a couple people that you value and just get together and have a gathering, have a few subjects that each of you want to discuss. You will come back from it as better people Mm. because you won't always think you're right. Mm -hmm. There are different perspectives that have just as much value as yours. And we call that common sense. Mm. Interesting. I am Winston Churchill, and it has been a a really, really honor to be able to share in this conversation. So good to have you here today, sir. Do you mind if I ask you a a question? Go right ahead. Um, There was a film I watched. um, It was during the um, the, the, uh, 1940, the uh, Battle of Britain. And there was a scene in which um, they portrayed you going off into the tube system in London asking people what they thought of what was going on and getting their opinion. Did that, did that happen? I'm just curious. That must have been an interesting experience. 
Well, yes, it happened, but not in the way they presented it. I see. Of course, Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I didn't want it to be public. I didn't want there to be emphasis on what I was doing. I wanted to talk to the common person, as I've just said. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get perspectives to hear what the people thought. Right. I cared very deeply in my presidency to represent the people, not just me, Churchill. Mm -hmm. And definitely, much to the chagrin of my wife, always her opinions. <laughs> <laughs> because she would always remind me how right she was. <laughs> of course. And if I asked her to begin with, I would have had the answer. So I do and still value the common people. And it was something I privately wanted to experience without the hoopla of being who I was. Sure. So that the common person was not coming to where I lived. I wasn't asking them to somehow answer to me. I wanted to go to where they were. And I wanted to hear from them in the moment what they wanted to say to me. Uh -huh. And okay. a priceless gift hmm. that a leader of a country very seldom has the opportunity to do. Mm -hmm. But I was not happy that it was broadcasted. I see. Okay. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you for sharing that. I was always curious about that, but that showed how much integrity you had to go ask the, the people for their common sense. And I always admired you for, the, for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, you have quite a bit of common sense yourself. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, um, I, I see things and I let my heart guide me as to decisions and, uh, what to do, what not to do. And I trust my angels and God as well to do the right thing. So, Hear, hear. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's Eleanor. Okay. Oh, Eleanor Roosevelt? Yep. Oh, wonderful. Okay, thank Here you, Pres uh, Prime Minister Churchill. The foolishness of men never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> and the, the pomp and the, the ceremony to feed their egos so they feel that they have importance. Mm. I really admire and find tremendous comfort in talking to a person that's come back from war and is missing legs. Wow. Mm -hmm. And talking to them to find out what is their life and what matters to them and why they allowed themselves to be of service to the country, knowing they could come back just as they did. I used to talk and spend time in the hospitals with terminally ill patients and to talk to them about what they valued and what mattered in their life when they were at the end of their life. I would sit down and sit at a park bench and watch the children playing and realize that they had no problem playing with each other, mm -hmm. even though none of them dressed the same. They came from different stations of life. They came from different political families, and they came from different financial means. But somehow they all found the idea of playing 
-hmm. and they played and had fun. If we could only do the same. Mm -hmm. If we could make enjoying each other more important than criticizing each other. So I say that it is very, very beautiful when any person takes the time to hear from people that are in positions that have gone through tremendous, tremendous changes. And interestingly enough, when you go through something like that, what's really important in life comes up. And those are the people I enjoy talking to. Mm -hmm. I have no interest in the buffoons that huff and puff and make themselves feel important. And their only goal is to feed their wallets and make their bank accounts bigger. Mm-hmm. And they don't care who it hurts. Right. Well. Their children, emotionally and mentally, without the wisdom of children. So I really would appreciate and take time privately by myself to go out where they didn't know I was Eleanor. And I would drive down. Mm-hmm. And I would go into public parks and just talk to people. Mm-hmm. And I found I would come back with such a hope and a renewal of myself because I had met some of the bravest people in the world that nobody else looked at as brave. But it was unmistakable, the bravery that they showed in their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And I admire that. Mm-hmm. Human strength is an amazing thing. Absolutely. And never count anybody out. Mm-hmm. Just when you think they're at their end, that mighty heart gives them one more push and they, they show up valiantly. And that's a word we don't use much in our culture anymore. But being valiant, being noble, caring is a beautiful quality to have. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the qualities I admire the most. Mm-hmm. I'm Eleanor. And I thank you for this opportunity to share some wisdom from me. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Eleanor, it's great to have you. Thank you so much. Have I finished? Um, no. <laughs> okay. You don't. Okay. No, this is, I, I know people are really enjoying this. Um, I, um, there, there is a history, there is a, a gentleman in history. Um, uh, <laughs> good. Thanks, Don. There is a gentleman in history. Um, he's on our $20 bills and that's, uh, Andrew Jackson. And, um, he successfully fought off the efforts by the big banks to create a national bank back in the 1830s. Of course, they finally put one in in, in 1913 here at the federal, so-called Federal Reserve. But I'd, I'd love to take get his take on what's going on today. Andrew Jackson? Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if he's free, yeah. He says free as a bird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Thank you. He's got a real drawl when he talks. Uh-huh. And he mm-hmm. talks slowly and purposefully. So here we go. 
In my day, money was considered a god. And whoever had the most money made the rules. And it was something that my grandfather always taught me that the merit of a man was his conscience. Hmm. And my grandfather, anytime I would make what we would call a mistake, my grandfather would call me on it, but not in a way to judge me and criticize me. Hmm. He would ask me, why I made that choice so I could understand the thinking process Mm -hmm. that I was doing and whether it was benefiting me or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was very amazed when I came to the place in the political arena Mm -hmm. where I was sought after Mm -hmm. and I would have a few men that were around me that I deeply found had tremendous integrity mm-hmm. and they also didn't misuse money as power. Mm-hmm. And we would have wonderful conversations about making sure that the power is still with the people. Mm-hmm. Because the moment that you have a government of any sort that now is the power, then the people get lost. Mm-hmm. Because it's always going to be about the most. It's not going to necessarily be how to use the money wisely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so in my view, it was very painful to sometimes see the greed that certain men had and how they would be put in positions to make laws and rules that everybody else had to abide by. And yet somehow they didn't. And it would pain me to see these people put on pedestals and praised and given titles when really they just stole from people. I see. Interesting. And yet because this was done behind closed doors in secrecy so that the people wouldn't know you had to be much sharper to catch them. Yeah. And we did many times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also had the ability to embarrass them by letting them know that once we discovered what their little scheme was, that we would go public with it if they didn't back down. Mm-hmm. And many of them were so ego-driven that sometimes we would have to approach them two or three times Mm -hmm. until they finally realized that we were a powerful group and that we had the capacity to shut them down Mm -hmm. with all their power and greed. Because basically humans do not really want greed. People want fairness. People want a way that everybody can benefit. That's a common person, isn't it? Right. Mm -hmm. And we're all common people, regardless Mm -hmm. of our money and our titles and where we live Mm -hmm. and what kind of an education we've had. We're still people. Right. So my take on today 
is that the influence of the few has dominated the marketplace to such a point that it it could appear as though it's extinguishing the population. Mm-hmm. And yet, because their egos are so big, their true intentions cannot be missed anymore. It's not hidden anymore. Mm-hmm. They've gotten so big in their britches mm-hmm. that they think the common person isn't going to notice. Well, we're noticing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I say, rise to the people. Trust in the people. Mm-hmm. And the more that you trust your fellow man with a, a, an awareness, be aware. Not all are trustworthy. Be aware. Mm-hmm. But the more that you decide to support the larger group of people instead of the minority, mm-hmm. the more value that particular choice has for the for the government, for the culture, for the families, for the for the countries. Mm-hmm. Because bottom line, there's more workers than there are leaders. And without the workers, the leaders don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So we've gone from taking pride in the work that we did to now the culture is get it out cheaper, make it break down faster so we can Mm -hmm. sell more. And they're not even going to know. There's no pride in the work ethic that there was in my day. Mm -hmm. There's less and less and less of that today. And so what I say to you is, have faith that the people, in the goodness of their hearts, are not as easily fooled. It's taking a little harder because there's so much in your age of communication that they are parted with. It's not just black and white like it was before. Mm-hmm. So that is a little more complicated. But I basically have trust in the people. And the people will find a way to let the people that are in power know that that's not the choice of most people. I'm Andrew Jackson, and I come from the place of honoring all men and not people just with money and power. Thank you, President Jackson. People matter. Mm -hmm. Boy, he is very strong in his beliefs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could feel it going through my whole being as he was talking. Really? Wow. That's beautiful. Wow. Okay, here's Julius Caesar. Oh, interesting. Okay, thank you. I find this whole conversation fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because in my day, my attitude was off with their head if they didn't pay attention. <laughs> and 
it was a simpler way of living. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and the rulers just took advantage of it. And we weren't always nice about it. But having said that, I became acutely aware when I did pass of all of the unnecessary harm that I caused the common people and the privilege that I'd had coming in the family that I came into, Mm -hmm. which gave me an altered sense of of reality Mm -hmm. because I was constantly praised for being the brilliant one in the family. Mm -hmm. And I believed it. So when I passed and I saw every instance where I could have made a choice that would have been fair, most of the time I was not fair. But I was strong as a leader. And what I did believe in, I believed in wholeheartedly, even if it was absolutely an unkind belief. I stood my ground. Mm -hmm. And so I was an effective leader, Mm -hmm. but not always for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So when I look at the cultures today and I see how anybody can be on some form of entertainment and get everybody's attention Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's more and more wealth. Mm -hmm distributed to less and less people. Right. I I come to the awareness that having the positions of power come through the family is not always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the vote and the choice of the people is important. It's being maligned now. But the power of the people will speak. Mm-hmm. And those of us that foolishly thought that our importance was more important than theirs mm-hmm. will no longer take place in the new earth. Mm-hmm. It will be spread out among many wise beings mm-hmm. to make a choice and decisions that would benefit the people and not harm them. Mm-hmm. Because money will not be the central issue. Integrity. I am Julius Caesar, and it is a deep, great gratitude I extend to you and the lady because you are changing hearts as they're listening to this entire time of messages power to the people thank you sir for sharing that i have i have one that i'd like to ask i've never asked it before but i thought it might be interesting um and that's if we could talk to the last leader of atlantis before they blew themselves up and what lessons we could learn from their experience. Okay. Yes, are you there, Judy? Yes, I'm here. I'm tuning in. Um, okay. 
are you wanting to talk to the benevolent or are you wanting to talk to the malevolent? Benevolent. Malevolent? Benevolent. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Thank you. It is with a torn heart that I come forth today in answer to your call. At the time, it was excruciatingly painful to see the way the crystal power was being misused to manipulate people into a culture without a heart and celebrating the mind at all costs. I remember talking on the side of a hill to anybody that was congregating and we ended up with over a couple thousand people and I was sharing that there is a dignity in not fighting because if you're in a conversation with people that are interested in fighting They're not interested in hearing you. They're interested in conquering you. Mm. And that's not always a good use of your time. Being a, a battering ram coming at you is not necessarily fruitful. Mm-hmm. And so I encouraged the people to step back, to stay in their truth and let it be whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But that as we chose to go down, we chose not to carry the trauma into our bodies. And so we held hands and we held hands and we sang mm. as we went under the water. Oh wow. And we knew that certain crystals had been strategically placed by us. They carried all of the information of the light that was needed to know that would hold that information for us as we chose to come back each in a brand new way. And so we chose not to fight. We chose not to encourage warfare. And not to make winning more important than the qualities that we had as people. Mm-hmm. We chose to stand in our truth. Our intention was for the benevolence of all. That has never changed. And we still stand in that benevolence of all. And we've all gone through many, many different changes. But when you lead from your heart... For the good of all. In my book, that is always the choice for the wiseness and the wisdom of beings. Is how does it affect everybody? And in that respect, I've watched the wisdom of the Native Americans making their decisions for the next seven generations 
very similar to how we operated. Before we made a choice, we asked ourselves, how will this serve the generations beyond us? And will it be a good choice for them as well? And when you come from that heart of oneness, there is no choice. So just because Atlantis fell does not mean that it wasn't purposeful. There was many wonderful things that were created that are coming out today by those same beings who chose to stay in their benevolent heart that are now starting to present some of the things because the crystals are now being communicated with and they're now transcribing many, many codes of the information from Atlantis that we put in them. I see. And we're opening to that wisdom now. And many of us have had many life experiences, but we chose not to deviate too far from who we were in Atlantis so that we could carry the messages continuously and not get caught up in the distractions. So many of the souls that are in what you call the light bringers are us, the benevolent ones from Atlantis that are still here and we're still bringing the truth forward. And this time it's happening. And this time the collapse will be of the malevolent, not the benevolent. Just like the Native Americans were destroyed by the white settlers in general, and they're coming back because now their wisdom is sought out by the wisdom keepers because they live in a balanced, loving way to honor all of life in general. All the indigenous cultures respected Mother Earth and Father Sky. And they did whatever they felt was right for the whole tribe and for all of the Earth, not just themselves and filling their pockets with coins. I hope that this answers your question. It's been a great honor for me to have you on my show. I have thought many times before that we in civilization at, at the current uh, space and time could learn a great deal from your experience and hopefully not make the same mistakes again. But and I thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with all of us. It's a great honor to have you here. It's a great honor to have you touch our hearts as we're touching yours. Thank you. I appreciate you so much for coming in today. Thank you so much. Um, the person that came in is Toth. T-H-O-T-H. Toth. I yep. know Toth. Beautiful. I've, I've, I've read some of his works. That's who it was. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I hope I'm not keeping you too long. It's hard to stop. <laughs> nope. My heart's um, here with you, so I'm going. <laughs> oh, good. Good. 
Uh, five people have asked for the lotto numbers for this Monday. Um, let's see. Um, they want the mega millions and then they want the mega trillions and the mega billions. I'm just kidding. One, but, two, three, four, five. <laughs> see how that works for you. Uh, one lady wants to know what, what her cat is thinking of her right now. Uh, that's a tough question. Um, wants to be petted. Um, there was a, a, a person in history in Rome called Plutarch. Um, I was I was told that I used to be Plutarch, so it's interesting if we could connect with that energy. Just Plutarch? Sorry. Plutarch. P-L-U-T-A-R-C-H. Oh, a, okay. All right. Yeah, it's a great citizen of Roman Senate. <laughs> well, Plutarch is a little puffed up in the chest. Okay. He has a lot of sense of importance. He has a good heart, but he likes to be noticed. Okay. <laughs> uh, he likes to dress so everybody notices him. Okay. Um, he's a bit of an actor. He puts on a good show. Mm-hmm. He wants to be remembered. Um, he took seriously the issues of the day. And he wasn't frivolous in his thoughts. Mm-hmm. He put in a lot of thought into everything that he said. But his attitude was basically, they're peons, so what difference does it make? Oh, wow. Okay. Because he felt he was exalted because of of the place he was in. And that it took a great deal of wisdom to get in that place. It wasn't because he felt that all people were ignorant. He just felt that he was being put in a position because of who he was, and he needed to use it. And so he had his own sense of loyalty to the people by making sure that whatever it was he believed in, he wholeheartedly believed in. Mm -hmm. But he liked the showman part of him. Mm -hmm. And he liked having people bow to him Mm -hmm. and fuss over him. Mm -hmm. And he was a snappy dresser. (laughs) (laughs) So he would like walk down the streets and he held his head high like he was royalty. Mm -hmm. And then he would look down at somebody and then he would smile when they'd approach him. And then he'd say, I'm on important business, not now. (laughs) (laughs) So... That's what I'm picking up about him. Hmm. Well, thank you, Plutarch. It's an honor to have you here, and I appreciate you sharing sharing this with us all. It's very, very interesting for me to, to hear this. Yeah, he was a complicated man, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. genuinely a good-hearted man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to be a showman. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Anybody I, else? I do. Um, 
I, I actually have been in touch um, with um, General Ehrman Rommel um, from World War II, and he was the General one general, uh, Rommel, Ernest Rommel, uh, Erwin Rommel. He was the one uh, German give general. Give me the first name. Um, Erwin, Ernest. Erwin. Er, Ernest. Erwin, Erwin, and I then think. the last name? Rommel, R-O-M-M-E-L. Okay, Ernest Rommel. Okay, Ernest Rommel. Yeah, he he, he had ethics. He didn't mistreat um, uh, uh, Jewish prisoners. Um, he didn't believe in the killing by Hitler. And I was just curious, what kinds of lessons do you think um, World War II can hold for uh, us today to make the world a better place? I'm just curious about because he From had Ernest. ethics, and I I do like him. From Ernest. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let me tune in. Thank you. He's very grateful that we're asking. He's, he's very grateful we're asking. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. He says that he still carries a wounded heart from that war. Hmm. And that he hasn't fully come to terms with everything that happened. Right. He's saying that one of the things that was disheartening to him was that what they were told was not always what would happen. Mm -hmm. And he said in the beginning, he thought it was just a mistake. It was to his horror when he realized that that was their intention all along. I see. Okay. And so he's saying that the pain of it grew with the war because what he thought his part was turned out to be the opposite of what he was instructed and told his job was. I see. And basically, in the end, he was supposed to be an exterminator. Wow. Okay. Instead of a caretaker. I see. All right. And he said there's a huge difference. Right. And so his officers lied to him. The women that he thought were interested in him personally were specifically chosen by the people that were in charge of him to influence him. I see. The manipulation behind the scenes, he said, was treacherous. And he was an innocent heart, basically, and was not prepared for that kind of ruthlessness. Mm -hmm. He took things at face value initially. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm very grateful that I chose to still hold on to my human heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had passion. I could feel people's pain. I understood how totally confused and how unnecessary so much of the rounding people up was handled mm -hmm. with no respect for their children, their belongings, or their families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I never went without food. We were always given everything that we would have needed to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. And we were told when I was in positions in the offices 
and not with the people that the people were being taken care of. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until my position changed and then they put me in a position of being an exterminator that the real truth came out mm-hmm. and I agonized mm-hmm. endlessly with how it, I ever could be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did find ways to help prisoners escape which is not mentioned in books Mm -hmm. and that's okay I did help slip things to certain people that I knew they were dying Mm. and helped give them something to help them go Mm -hmm. because the beatings and the torture was was horrible Mm mm-hmm my position was not found out, fortunately for me, because I was smart enough to play both sides when I realized I didn't have a choice. I could either be killed because I fought it and not help anybody, or I could straddle it to make a difference for the few that I could. I chose to straddle the fence. Mm-hmm. And help those I could. Mm -hmm. I did not have the support of my family. My family was pro-Hitler. Really? Wow. And my family was very disappointed in me that I did not grow in the ranks of the German leader. And I also understood that I could not share with my family what I was seeing because they wouldn't have understood and they would have said things that could have put me in a position of harm along with others. Mm -hmm. So I basically removed myself from my family and my family was untouched by war. Mm -hmm. They had their food, they had their mansion, they had their things. They were well taken care of. Mm -hmm. I was considered the golden boy because of the family that I came from Mm -hmm. and the political positions they played Mm -hmm. on a small scale. Mm -hmm. But I came to a point where I realized that World War II was totally unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And when I came to that point, It shattered me Mm -hmm. because I had no, I had no compassion for myself. I felt I should have known better. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So I am here talking to you with half a heart. The other half of my heart is still with the people and the way the war affected them. Mm -hmm. And I know in the bigger scheme of things that we all play all the parts. And I know that what I gained from that life was my heart opening in more compassion than I had been before. And that is the gift I received. 
the mental torment that I went through because I couldn't share what I thought or felt with anybody. I'm just now healing because it impacted me deeply. You know, one of the things that became very clear to me in my position was that what actually was the truth and what people were were two different things. Mm -hmm. So I state here and now, World War II was not necessary. Interesting. It was a war to gain greed and to gain oil and places for greed. It was not at all what it was presented to be. And there were many double agents that played both parts and were very proud of playing both parts because they came from families where they went wherever the money was. I see. Wow. And they didn't care about the people at all. They cared about maintaining their wealth. What I have noticed today is that for most civilizations and citizens of those civilizations, war is not at all wanting to be glorified. Enough people mm-hmm. from the Vietnam War have begun to question war. Mm-hmm. And have begun to recognize the folly in a lot of the political agenda to make war and glamorize it. There's nothing glamorous about killing people. There's nothing glamorous about young men having their body parts removed and families torn apart all over greed. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, I'm proud of the part I played because I know in my heart I made a huge difference. And that's really all that matters. But I'm also very much working with behind the scenes many of the leaders of this world that do not want war and are very much peacekeepers like Mahatma Gandhi. And there's a brotherhood and a sisterhood that we have come together from many, many different ways to share our wisdom with those that would get it and understand what the choice of war is. And most of the time, it's wealthy families manipulating people to get more money. It has nothing to do with a noble cause. And most of the time, the conflicts are created on purpose so that a war can come in. So if you ask me, if I feel good about the direction we're going in today, yes, very much so. Because we're not going in the direction of war in the average heart 
of people in the world. They want peace. And that group is far bigger than the ones that want war. And this time, peace will win. Thank you for having me and giving me an opportunity to share on a small scale my personal experience. And I hope it has been beneficial. Keelan Dunk, General Rommel, we really appreciated your comments today. Thank you. It's a great honor to have you here. He just gave himself a hug. <laughs> he said, Judy, I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How That's funny. good. Great honor <laughs> to have him here. My, um, my dad fought in World War II, went through World War II, the Korean War. And if you don't mind, I'd be fun to ask him what he thinks about what's going on in the world today. My dad was a bomber pilot in really? the Air Force in oh, World wow. War. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So we're tapping into your father. What's your father's first name? Uh, Raymond. Raymond. Okay, Raymond. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm the talented one. <laughs> Compared to you. He says, I'm the talented one. <laughs> He's got a great sense of humor. <laughs> Raymond. <Yes. laughs> You're asking me to ask him what he feels about the war? About what lessons we can learn from World War oh. II, from his perspective. Okay. And what okay. does he think of things going on today? He said it's a three-ring circus. <laughs> Only at a fourth, a fourth arena. It's a four-ring circus. <laughs> Okay, here we go. If people get anything from the idea of war, it's pain. Nobody jumps up and down in a war. Everybody loses on some level. Bombs are dropped and buildings are rubble and people's livelihood is destroyed. People's physical bodies are harmed. Families are pulled apart. There is not a good thing to war. And when you've been in it, you look at it from a very different perspective than the war posters that invite you to join the Navy or join the Army and look at all the benefits. I went through the war and I, like Judy's father, have talked very little about the war because it's not a topic that engenders good feelings. I was a young man. I was shocked at the violence. Mm -hmm. I did not see anything genuine from the leaders of that war. And I also was keenly aware how disposable us as the young men were. Mm -hmm. The way that they would sit back and push us forward so that the landmines or the ways in which the artillery was set up was to kill us first. And you saw many of the men that had titles standing in the background 
not taking that first step and taking young men and pushing them in as though we had less value than they did. Well, you see in the raw, raw sense. um, And you also see these young men being chastised and being told that they are to be brave soldiers when they're shaking in their legs and they're terrified as any normal person would be to be in a war zone. And they're constantly being told that they're not to be a girl and they're not to be whining and they're not to be afraid. They're soldiers. Right. It's a huge dichotomy. It makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Who does not want to preserve their body? Right. Mm -hmm. Who does not want the freedom to live their life in a way that speaks to their heart? Mm -hmm. And yet you're put in a situation and your family is keenly aware that you're gone. And you know the part you play in that family, whether it's the breadwinner or the support to a disabled brother or sister, or whether it's helping mom from an abusive dad, Mm -hmm. or whether it's you're the only boy in the family, Mm -hmm. you're keenly aware of what you're paying in a price to go join this thing, which most of the time was demanded of you in the later years. Once we got wise enough to realize war was not something that you wanted to choose. You really wanted peace. So what I gained from the war, me personally, as Raymond, is a wiser sense of respect for life Mm -hmm. and a wiser understanding of personal choice. Mm -hmm. And I no longer look at anybody who steps away from violence as not being brave. Mm -hmm. As much as that was purported, when I was in the military, mm-hmm. you weren't to have feelings. You were to be a machine. Mm-hmm. And you were just to randomly kill and know that was your job. Mm-hmm. And yet when you're looking in the eyes of a child or the eyes of another person and you realize that man on the other side of what you call your part of the war is just as precious to his family as you are to yours. Sure, right. And yet we're considered enemies. And yet we weren't enemies until the government made us enemies. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly that gives us the right to kill. Mm-hmm. I didn't find a way to come to terms with that in the war. And I still don't. I don't see it a victory to kill people. Mm -hmm. I think you can meet in the middle and come up with a solution that honors everybody involved. Mm -hmm. If your intention is to be respectful to life and not to be greedy and dominate. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think, son. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful to be asked this question because most men especially that were part of the older wars, do not want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Or if they do, it's because they call that their glory days. 
because they were so pumped with the idea that they were bravery and that without them, the country wouldn't be the way it is. <clears throat> That's not the truth. We could have made other choices that would have involved and didn't need to be about killing. I hope that answers your question. It, it does, Dad. I was just curious also, um, how am I doing? Fabulous, as always. Well, thank you. You're a chip off the old block. Thank you. But oh, you're a better I... than I was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I will say this through Judy that I haven't said to you directly, but I am terribly proud of you for the man that you are, for the oh, choices you. you make, and thank the you. confidence that you carry, that you did get from your mother. Mm. Your mother was always more conscientious than I was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I hope you recognize that. Yes, thank you. Yes, I do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, Memorial Day is coming up, and it's been very special and a great honor to have you on today. And I want to uh, say a prayer, a shout out, uh, give thanks to all of the veterans in whatever country you're living for all the honorable services you provided your countries and to your families and to your countries. Um, war is a difficult thing, and I, and, um, and I don't think we're going to into a, a, a war now. There are elements who want to push us into war, but I don't see it happening because I think more people want peace than they do war, Dad. Yep. Personally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and Judy, your 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 father is here too, and he's saying the same thing. So that's one yeah. of the lessons he learned as well from World War II. My dad and your dad both agree on the same, basically the same thing. So I admired my dad because whenever I asked him, even as an adult, he would always say, "It's not important." Mm -hmm. and I only saw my father cry once, and that was when his sister died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I always knew and felt very strongly that my father had been incredibly brave, and I also thought it was amazing that he didn't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. He came from that kind of humility, same as your dad. Right, right. And I, I admire that even today. He didn't whine. He didn't come across with, you'd have no idea what I've been through. Right. When dad would share some wisdom, it was always from the standpoint of be the best that you can be. Right. Mm -hmm. And I always admired that in him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dad, for coming on today. And thanks um, to your dad as well, Judy, for sharing his wisdom with all of us today. Thank you. His name is Wallace. Wallace. Thank you, Wallace, yeah. so much. Mm. Much love. And may all the veterans realize that everything that you have been through has helped contribute to the awareness of where we're coming from today. Right. And we value very much everything you've been through. And we also value your bravery and mm -hmm. choosing to stay the course in whatever way your conscience guided you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
I think we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of all of us, Judy. And I and I know my dad and your dad would certainly agree with that. But we all have to make the right choices to achieve that. Uh, we goal. have to value life. We have to value life, right? And when you value life, then you make healthy choices. Mm -hmm. Nobody is disposable. Every soul matters. Right. It's like mm -hmm. One of my dogs said one time, and this was very, very long ago in early mm -hmm. 2000s, and he said, every soul matters. We're all a thread in the weave of life, and every soul matters. Right. And he's right. Mm -hmm. Every soul does matter. Equally, no soul is more important than any other soul. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also want to thank you, Ted, mm -hmm. for being a host, for putting together this show, and for leading the way in honest consciousness. Oh, it's a very beautiful thing that you offer. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful forum for people to have an opportunity to tap into maybe some different ideas mm -hmm. that they maybe haven't thought about before. And it's a wonderful forum for people who we think are in the past and they're very present today. Mm -hmm. And we get an opportunity to hear from them what they would like us to know today. What a gift that is. Yeah. Well, I thank you, Judy. You're so kind. I, I've been doing this show now for about 10 years. I was directed by Angels to start it. And uh, with today's show, we have... Uh, what is it? 1.41 billion, uh, approximately 15% or so of the world's population. This show will ultimately reach that much. Um, as, as Not well too as, shabby, sir. You know, Not so too the, shabby. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm, I am so happy because the planet's waking up and we can create a better future for all of us. We don't have to, we don't have to fight and, and have that conflict we've had for hundreds of thousands of years. And when you talk to, Great spirits, um, they all realize that because they have the tie-in to God and universal consciousness where they receive the answers that they want. That's one of the one of the beauties of, of getting access to these higher dimensional realities is that you get the, the truth. That's all there is, is the truth. <laughs> and when you realize that everything that is honoring you, you programmed into your heart before you were born, mm -hmm. then your answer is always an inside job listening to your own heart. It's not about outside of you and what other people are telling you. Mm -hmm. Listen to your own heart. Right. It's, it's all within. It, it's all within. It's the, uh, it was the message of Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, all the great prophets all said the same thing. Go within. It's very simple. I call it kit. Keep it simple, sweetie. <laughs> My dad used to... It's not the truth. Right. It's very simple. Right. My dad used to say the same thing, except he wouldn't say sweetie at the end. He'd say stupid. So anyway, uh -huh. keep it simple. Well, stupid. That's okay. Your that's dad okay. and I have one different little idea. That's okay. <laughs> so. Um, they both start with an S. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Well, I apologize. The show has not been very long today, and I haven't. We haven't hardly talked at all. Just oh, I know it. we've been quiet as a mouse. <laughs> you know, we could we could spend the next uh, 
12 hours talking about doom and gloom and all this stuff happening in the world, but I know none of their plans are going to fail. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? They keep trying, but everything, everything, everything they've tried is not, not working. So we're smart and we have woke up a lot. Right. And it's very clear when you see beautiful families, I don't care if it's one person that's the family. When you see the value of life and the importance of every single being in that life. Right. Then that is where the truth is. Mm -hmm. And that's where people are waking up to realize that they matter. It has nothing to do with what they have on the outside. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. them as a soul that matters. Mm -hmm. And they're very needed. So I teasingly say this, but it's very true. I tell my clients, if you're breathing, you're still needed here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one thing people need to realize, too, is that before you reincarnate here, you sit down with your guides and God, if you will, and your angels, and you figure out what kinds of lessons you want to learn, what kind of situations you want to um, encounter. Not everything, it's because it's not an exact usually not an exact plan, but there's just kind of general guidelines. So people you meet, situations you encounter, often those things are, you are contracted that you agreed to before you came into this life. So now you're experiencing it now. Yep. And only you decide what value it had when you pass. Mm-hmm. Because you see everything flashed in front of you, every thought you've ever had, right. every feeling, every word you've spoken, every choice. And then you decide, did I get out of this life what I set out to get, or do I want to do it again and get more? Right, right. You decide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to know that Mm -hmm. you gain from everything you experience, and it does make you a fuller person. Mm -hmm. And that's really a beautiful gift of experience. And it's nice. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, my friend, that it's nice to get this before you pass on, because then you it makes it makes life easier to transition to the other side or ascend or do whatever you want to do. You realize there's a purpose to all this. It's not totally unknown. Um, it's 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 not entirely case or rah, whatever will be will be. It's more than that. It's things that you choose to experience right. on, on this lifetime. And you also recognize that you never died and you've never been born. Your mm-hmm. energy, you just change forms. That's so, heaven and the rainbow bridge is right here on earth, three feet up off the ground. And all your loved ones are still with you. They didn't go anywhere. They're right. just in their bodies. So they're that's still. Mm-hmm. And that's true of pets as well. Um, yep. Who are all part of the circle of love. The furry, Our furry friends are part of the circle of love around all of us. They also choose everything before they come in, just like you do. Interesting. Okay. So they all make their choices. So a lot of times when animals get lost, they're not lost. They're going to the next family. Oh, I see. Oh, Because they've agreed that they will do this or this or this. And that's why teasingly one dog said to me one day, we keep our lives short around 20 years for a reason. We don't want to be here for a hundred years. <laughs> we just want to get in, get the job taken care of, and then get out and get okay. 
Judy, uh, Don, just we just realized I sh I need to wrap it up now. There's another program coming on. And I don't want I want to be respectful of their time. But Namaste, I want to thank, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'll be um on Mon this Monday. I'll be on Radio Soul International in Vienna, Austria, beginning at 12 noon Pacific. For more information, please go to my website, outofthisworld1150.com, or um, radiosoul.at in Austria. I want to thank everyone a beautiful and happy day, and thank you so much for listening today. Bye-bye, everyone. I really appreciate all the beautiful love and support. Bye-bye, Judy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, my friend. Bye-bye.